the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1940, KYCR Golden Valley. Your exclusive Twin Cities home for the Ramsey Show. Live weekday afternoons from 1 to 4. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Russian forces have resumed scattered attacks on Kiev, western Ukraine, and other places after warning it planned to step up missile strikes on the capital. Member of Parliament Satsavlov Yurosh says Ukrainian citizens who've stayed in Kiev are now living on edge. Kiev continued to receive rocket attacks by cruise missiles from Russia, even though we defeated the Russians around Kiev and pushed them back across the border. But the truth is that as far as uh, Kiev is concerned, uh, we always have a threat of Russians coming back and trying to seize our capital. Ukraine is sending top officials to Washington for next week's spring meetings of the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank. The discussion of those meetings, not surprisingly, is going to focus on the Russian invasion of Ukraine and its impact on the global economy. More of these stories at SRNews.com. Mark A. of Plymouth says Great Garage Door is top-notch. The tech Mark fixed the job promptly and was professional. I'll recommend Great Garage Door to my friends and family due to Mark's amazing level of service. Experience Great Garage Door's same-day service at 763-767-3000. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. Let's get your summer started, whether it's for work or play. Go to Full Service Battery. They have what you need in stock. And now's the time to grab batteries for your boat, motorcycle, golf cart, RV, or garden tractor. If you're looking for the lowest prices in town where you know what they have what you need in stock, go to Full Service Battery. Professional installation is also available. Find them online at FullServiceBattery.com. That's FullServiceBattery.com. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more. The intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is it his time? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. I think we've done enough of the news, the economic news, the jobs report. If you missed it, go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and sign up for the sign up for the VIP club. It's all we ask you to do in return for being having access to all the shows you hear on uh, on uh, The Biz 1440. 
uh, including Real Estate Chalk Talk, who you hear just before us, and then and then and then shows afterwards. Uh, be sure to stick with us throughout the week. Um, I every time I'm in the Twin Cities, uh, I'm listening to 1440. I'm usually there on weekdays, and so I I get my dose of Dave Ramsey. I get my dose of uh, I get my dose of Bloomberg uh, news. Uh, all of that's great. So I was actually listening a little bit. I I've had a week. I tell you, it's it's beginning to warm up outside again. It was cold earlier in the week, uh, but. Uh, this is the week that makes me happy because it's the week in which I get to watch the ice begin to disappear from the Mississippi River. Uh, if, if you're new to the show, I, I broadcast from St. Cloud State University. My office is facing the river, and across the river I get to look at uh, the Munsinger Gardens and, uh, and Munsinger Park. And, uh, and uh, uh, it's, it's a beautiful sight, but during the wintertime there's ice over the river, which I actually at one point had to tell my parents was a real thing i you know they're like what's well, a big river it doesn't it doesn't get ice on it so said first of all it's very cold here second of all it's not that big a river once you're up this this far north uh you should think about that because i think when they think mississippi river they think the big wide mississippi right and it's not right so uh, it, it's not, you know, so up here it's, it's perfectly, it's, it's perfectly fine. Even though I still can't drive a golf ball across it. Um, tried. Yes, I've tried. I've, there's a lot of golf balls in the river. Thanks to me. Uh, but, um, but there's, um, the ice going out is usually a big thing here because, because in the old days it meant when the ice went, when there was no more ice on the river, we all got on uh, the mall here in Atwood and we got ice cream. I know I got some listeners who are St. Cloud State alums and they'll remember ice cream on the mall. Uh, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping President Wacker has heard me to say that was a great thing to do. We should do that again. Uh, you know what's another thing that keeps coming back around every every seems like all the time every year, particularly with uh, President Biden, seems to be this idea of taxing unrealized capital gains. We got the budget document from them this week. Um, by the way, we also got the economic report of the president this week, which is the latest I can remember ever getting it. Ah, quick story. When I was um, when I was a baby economist, by baby economist I mean I still didn't have my doctorate, but I was working on working on it. I was a doctoral student at Claremont out in Southern California, and this was this was in the early 1980s. We didn't have the internet yet. We had computers that could that could do estimates using data, but for the most part, the data we put in, and I know I got a few people who are my age who used to do this too, I was slick with a 10 keypad. So I would actually have a separate 10 keypad from the regular from the uh, from the keyboard. I had a 10 keypad set over on one side, and I'd be putting in data all day. So where did I get the data? came out of books. The economic report of the president comes comes first as a report, and it's done by the Council of Economic Advisors, and it focuses usually on three, four, or five different pieces of information that that are that three or four or five different themes that they've decided they want to talk about that might constitute part of the policies of the of the federal government, particularly of the executive branch led by the president. Um, and so if you want to know what, the, what, they're, what they're thinking about, you read those reports. But the second half of the book has always been a series of tables, about 100 or so tables, which in the days before the Internet, if you wanted to look up a number to, say, to be able to say, well, the deficit in such and such a year or interest rates in such and such a year or the level of investment in, 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 in IT – it was X in 1977. You had to have it in the book, and this book was a single source that you could get that would do that. And it was it was back then the princely sum of ten dollars. So for three years in a row, the first week of February, it would always come out. It would always come out on a Tuesday, and you had to go to a government printing office to get your copy. They would have put them on planes and sent them out and put them there, and then they would release them on the date, but they'd be ready in advance. 
my job, one of my jobs when I was a when I was a grad student was, on that one day, I made the drive about forty miles from Claremont into downtown Los Angeles to go to the to go to the government bookstore and get economic reports of the president, and I would I would be there with a check from the from the department because I was buying one for every member of the department plus a handful of grad students who had asked in advance or they said, yeah, we'll buy you your book. Um, and I actually picked up a few extras where I had someone give me an extra $10 bill to go get one for them. Um, I one time had to carry out 23 copies of this thing because that's how valuable they were. Um, they just put it out this week. So they're only about two months late with this. So anyway, that's all pre- presages this point. The budget's normally out fairly early in February. They waited to drop this thing until the end of March. And what do they stick into it? A 20% minimum tax on unrealized capital gains for households with net, with, with net worth of at least $100 million. Not income but worth of $100 million. I have no idea how this thing this thing can work, and thankfully, neither does Senator Joe Manchin. I love, I love this quote. You can't be taxed on things you don't have. You might have it on paper. There are other ways for people to pay their fair share, and I do think everyone should pay, which I thought was interesting because it suggests, of course, we know, more than half of U.S. taxpayers do not pay income tax. Now, they pay Social Security tax. They pay tax on their gas. It's not that they don't pay taxes, but they don't pay income taxes. And that's, that's kind of we- it's kind of weird that they decide to stick this in here. Um, uh, but they decide to put that in here because it allowed them to bring a budget. And I love this thing, right? They brought out a budget and they said, we're going to pay more for cops. And okay, which a lot of people who are not progressives, but maybe supported President Biden, are like, yeah, that's a good idea. We should we we, okay, we see crime going up in lots of places. We should probably be spending more on that. So they're fine with that. They're right. They also said this budget actually would reduce the deficit by a trillion dollars over ten years. First of all, I never believe that. You should never believe when they say this budget will reduce the deficit by a trillion dollars over 10 years. You can't commit to 10 years. You can't tell a future Congress they can't spend that money in some other way. And almost always the the deficit reduction numbers are backloaded on the last five years of that estimate. Now, I haven't actually cracked open the budget to look at it because it was like after I read a few things, I'm like, this is a waste of my time. I I'm not doing that. But they want to tax 20, 000, the 20,000 wealthiest households, and they said, so they came up with this because they wanted to say they had $360 billion over the decade that they could actually use in part to reduce the deficit. But there's still, there's $2.5 trillion of revenue raisers in the proposal over the 10-year period. And there's $1.5 trillion of additional spending in the, in the budget proposal. Right? Everything that's in the $1.5 trillion they want to spend money on sounds great. They'd be fine with that. Right? Even, even if it turns out they want to spend money on they want to spend money on something on something that progressives don't like, like additional, additional uh, uh, law enforcement. Um, maybe speeding up the judicial system so that people get to trial can get to trials faster. Okay, there are people there. There are people who were there are many people who who were charged more than a year ago with crimes that are still waiting for a hearing. Okay, we're kind of you know so there there are lots of things you could spend the money on. But as a, someone that grew up studying not just monetary economics, but, I, but my two fields were monetary economics and public choice theory. And public choice is the application of economic principles to political behavior. It's my way of defining it. I, I, know, I know it's not the, not the best definition, but it says I'm using economics to study politics. I'm using economic principles to study politics. 
When I give you a basket of good stuff and a basket of bad stuff, raising, raising tax rates and raising revenues is bad stuff. Spending money is good stuff. Everybody loves that. You can bet that the way this budget will work out is, you know, just because, just because Joe Manchin says, I don't want to spend, I don't want that tax increase doesn't mean the budget's DOA because he might still want all of that one and a half trillion dollars in there of additional spending because that could that could really be the good stuff if he doesn't like the taxes then you know but then he's going to say but I need to reduce the deficit either he's going to say we're going to raise taxes on something other than that or they're going to have to find they're going to have to decide not to spend money on something that they are I mean this is a this is a budget that that spends over five trillion dollars. All right, well, I think more than five and a half trillion dollars. Doesn't that just feel like a lot to you? It does to me. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Isn't it time you trade your old salt hog for a new wet technology water softener from Commerce? Commerce will give you $400 for your old softener and haul it away too. Save salt, save water, and you're back. Go to Commerce.com. Commerce Water. That's Commerce.com. <laughs> oh, welcome back. King Banyan Show. Did you actually save that all this time? No, it just came to mind. I thought it'd be a good one to play. It's great, Daniel. That's awesome. I went to a, a show and that uh, uh, we did a celebration, 100 years of the Paramount Theater here in St. Cloud. 
Um, I've been a member of the uh, board, uh, uh, the board that uh, operates the uh, Paramount. Uh, it's a city property, but it's run by a, a nonprofit board, uh, and uh, and I've been proud to be on that board for the last nine years. And uh, and uh, we, it was our hundredth anniversary in 2021, and we could not obviously celebrate it so we had last night we finally got around to do the celebration um there was about i want to say probably about 250 to 300 people in the theaters theater sits about 800 uh when it's when it's absolutely chock full uh we had about 250 people in the theater and and a and a concert and um and it was the first time I think that a lot a lot of people I talked to a few people were like yeah it's the first time I've really been out at a at an event that feels like what we did pre-COVID. Uh, and, um, you know, I saw I saw a few people still wearing, you know, wearing masks. It's like nobody hassled them. It was like, great, okay, that's fine. But for the most part, people were just there and having a good time. And it was a group that was doing, it was a group that uh, does, uh, has, it's kind of like a concert jazz band with a few strings and they, and, and a couple singers and, uh, they did show tunes and theme of the pink Panther is the encore because we were kind of, they kind of joked at the beginning and I laugh, I was laughing with uh, Daniel about this at the, uh, about the fact that if you played in high school band, okay, if you did high school band, chances are you remember your part to the pink Panther theme. Cause it feels like every high school band had to do that song. And I leaned over to my wife, who's a percussion, who was a percussionist. In fact, is doing percussion right now for for one group. She's a she does a piano. She's a piano accompanist to uh, several groups in the area. Um, and she um, and, and and I said, "You guys did this, right?" She said, "You know, I actually don't think we did." And <laughs> kind of surprised by that. Anyway, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Let me connect what we just talked about with the president's budget to a couple other things. I got, I got a text message from my uh, from my brother-in-law um, Wednesday or Thursday this week. Um, and if you're here in Minnesota, chances are you're in your area too. You recently got your property tax statement and your your bill, which is going to be due in May, um, and a lot of bills went up and my and my uh, um, brother-in-law along with other people said wow my homestead exclusion went down a lot they should put that back up because I'm having to pay too much in taxes and I texted him back and and my brother-in-law I don't and he didn't text back to me so my guess is he didn't like my answer but my answer was the property tax the homestead exclusion is not the issue all the homestead exclusion does is shift the tax off of residential users onto somebody else. If I tax you less, I have to tax somebody else more because this is how it works. The government decides how much it's going to spend, and because local governments have to balance their budgets, they can't run, they can't print money to cover a deficit. They can't print bonds to cover current spending, only, only capital spending. The only thing they should do, the only thing they, they can do if they want to reduce your tax bill is to spend less. All right? It's a pretty simple concept. Just spend less. And and yet, you know, you know, so you know, my my city said my city said we're not raising rates. It's like you don't have to raise rates. You're taxing property taxes based on valuations that your folks are doing, and they're looking at housing prices. They see them go up 10% year over year, and they're like, yummy, yummy, that's 10% more property tax for me. And then and then because of the way in which that exclusion works, it might actually change the incidence onto, onto some higher, you know, some households that have higher valued property. It's, I'm not actually clear on that. I, I need one of my public finance people to give me a lesson because I'm not, I'm not super well versed on, on how the home, the homestead tax exclusion works in detail. Um, but I saw very smart people saying, go to your legislators and tell them to put this back in. It's like, that's not the problem. 
Okay, only one person, my old seatmate, uh, uh, Steve Gottwald, uh, former former state rep uh, on the other side of St. Cloud for me, um, actually had it right. The problem isn't the tax. The problem isn't the exclusion. The problem is the spending. If you want a smaller property tax bill, talk to your talk to your commissioners, talk to your council members, talk to your mayor, and tell them take sharpen the pencil and figure out how we spend less because given the inflation we're living with right now we can't afford to have a property tax bill go up 10 percent yes my house went up by more but those are the and i saw some i saw someone else maybe it was steve maybe it was someone else suggesting we should tax based on square footage again that's just reallocating the tax onto some other people right you sh- if you decide you're not going to tax residential property, then you're going to tax tax commercial property. Tax commercial property more. Guess what? You get less commercial development. There's less jobs. There's fewer. There's fewer places for you to shop. Um, the qual- your, not only your quality of life, but your ability to earn a living in your community for you and for your neighbors goes down. You you don't want to do that, right? But we need these things. Okay. Then find find other ways to do it because again raising taxes raising taxes on one group by saying don't tax me right tax the other guy because that's what that is the homestead exclusion that's just taxing other people now all of these conversations that I heard about this reminded me of a story that I had seen posted this week and I tweeted it back out actually yesterday morning I saw this piece out there but I had seen this as I'd seen this 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 piece from uh, from uh, uh, Ricardo Hausmann, but it got reposted uh, recently by uh, uh, yesterday, actually by Alex Tabarak at uh, Marginal Revolution. But I want to call your attention to it. Um, let me let me just uh, let me uh, let me just call your attention to it. Uh, back in back in February, Hausmann, who is a, a, a professor of economics at uh, at uh, uh, Professor of Economics at the Kennedy School uh, of Government, uh, but used to be the used to be the uh, Venezuelan uh, Minister of Planning, um, and he wrote right after the invasion of Ukraine said said Look, here's a good idea. If you want to punish ta- Russians, if you want to punish them, tax their oil. Just say, all you need to do is put out a very simple statement and say, um, uh, um, say, if you import Russian oil into the United States, or, or you could say, if you import Russian oil into Germany, or natural gas into Germany, you could imagine taxing, Okay, well, it won't work. So I take that back. It won't work on natural gas, but it'll work. Let me and and it's a good story to tell you why it wouldn't work on natural gas. These taxes all are a matter of thinking through what happens next after you charge the tax. So we know in the United States, for example, the reason we import Russian oil is because we have certain refineries, particularly on the west coast of the United States that refine a certain kind of oil. And all refineries are good are are created to refine oil with certain characteristics. Oil is not a is not all the same. A, a barrel of oil from one place and a barrel of oil from another place takes somewhat different things in order to refine them into gas. So if you do that, what you do is you say, if you bring if you look at those you look at those refineries and say you could continue to refine what Russian oil, but we're going to tack, We're going to put a, let's say, a fifty percent tariff on Russian oil. Pretty quickly, those refineries are going to say, "Well, that's going to be really expensive because I can't do that." And I'm going to go out and find a different oil that I can refine. That's maybe not. I can't refine it as well. Maybe it's going to be a little bit more expensive, but it won't cost me fifty percent more. Okay. Um, it's going to raise the price, but it's going to raise the price a little bit. But here's the thing, and this is, this is Hausman uh, writing back on February 26. A tax on a good such as Russian oil, or property, will affect both supply and demand, changing the good's price. How much the price changes and who bears the cost of the tax 
depends on how sensitive both supply and demand are to the tax, what economists call elasticity. The more elastic the demand, the more the producer bears the cost of the tax because consumers have more options. This is why you don't want to raise property taxes because consumers, house property owners, particularly residential property owners, kind of have to own property. They don't have an option to get out of it, so they end up getting stuck with the higher, paying the higher tax. Right? The more elastic demand, the more the producer bears the cost of the tax because consumers have more options. The more inelastic the supply, the more the producer bears again, hence bears the tax because it has fewer options. This is exact, precisely the situation the West now confronts. Demand for Russian oil is highly elastic because consumers do not really care if the oil they use comes from Russia, the Gulf, or somewhere else. They're unwilling to pay more for Russian oil if other oil with similar properties is available. Hence the price of Russian oil after tax is pinned down by the market of hence the price of Russian oil after tax is pinned by the market price of all other oil. At the same time, the supply of Russian oil is very inelastic, meaning large changes in the price to the producer do not induce changes in supply. We know this because in, the last, in this last week, Russia actually offered to sell oil to India at a price $35 a barrel below what they were selling on the what the free mar, what the market price was back in February. According to Bloomberg, they were they were offered a price thirty-five dollars a barrel below. And they were willing to do business they were willing to do this in return for arranging for the payment to be on their exchange rather than through SWIFT. And they were going to have some way to, to move rupees and rubles back and forth between each other through a Russian system to avoid the SWIFT sanctions. They were willing to give up $35 a barrel. That's how we know that a change in the price will absolutely not change very much the production of their oil. They're going to sell it to us anyway. They'll sell their oil regardless. Thus... By thinking about the incidence of the tax, we know a heavy tax on Russian oil, as opposed to, say, a tax on unrealized capital gains, will put money in the pocket and will be paid for by Russia. By the way, this was the same story we were telling about, about how you might get Mexico to pay for a high fence border fence between the United States and, it, and, and Mexico. You have to find the way you figure out who's paying the taxes. You have to think about how does the producer and the consumer react? Do they have the opportunities to sell or, or, or produce or not produce to consume or not to consume? How many substitutes are available? This is what it takes to think this through. And in the case of Russian oil, it makes sense to raise a tax. In the case of, the, of, of property tax owners, raising taxes... You can't shift that back on anyone. It means the household owner, in the case my brother-in-law, who happens to be a retiree, can't avoid the tax. And so he's being asked to pay. And of course he's going to squabble and want to get someone else to pay for it. But if you want to make those taxes go down and really lower the impact, then the answer to that is spend less. We'll be back after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The institutions use the markets to create income and get better returns for their investors. They are consistent year after year using tools that most people know nothing about. Learn the skills to invest and trade with the institutions at a free investing class in our local Twin City Center or virtually at 952-814-4410. Discover the tools the institutions use daily at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. Yeah, Invergrove Hyundai, they have an amazing service staff. Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon from Megan. 
all in all, um, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders. They really are like like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, but he'll, he'll remember your name, too. <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020. And uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once. And I, I probably had a, like a, a check engine light, and I wanted to get it checked on. But they never give me a hassle. It's like, hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like it, and you'll feel right at home. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Matt of Blaine says, great service. Tech came early and fixed my problem fast. Joe explained what was happening and got my garage door to work. I appreciate all the advice he gave me and all the hard work to get my door working. Experience great garage door same-day service at 763-767-3000. Huh, really? Well, my commute's painless. You feeling okay? I'm serious. Since my company moved to Center Point of Mendota Heights, my commute has become a breeze. It's located near major highways for easy access to anywhere in the metro. No way. Yeah. Plus, hot lunch spots nearby, and when the weather gets nicer, I can get out on the trails along the Mississippi. Sure, but don't you miss being in an office downtown? Nah, not with eight single-story buildings and fully customizable space to fit our company's culture and needs. No shared common areas. We've got private bathrooms and free parking. Did you say free parking? Yep, no more parking contracts or searching for a spot on the street. I park right outside the front door. No way. Where is this? Center point of Mendota Heights. It's just off Highway 55 and 62. That means super easy access to the airport. It's an ideal place for any business looking for a value forward move. You can check it out at escapetomendota.com and work where it's easier to work. All right. I'll tell my boss to visit escapetomendota.com. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. What good is sitting alone in your room? Oh, that, I love that. They didn't do that last night. Would have loved it. I would have loved it. Thank you. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. And uh, this is sort of like a break. I have the best listeners. Narn Fan is actually providing us uh, information on the fly here, um, which... Um, which is that uh, it appears that uh, Gazprom, the uh, Russian gas monopoly, uh, has actually stopped uh, sales along one of its pipelines, uh, sending things into Europe. Uh, so there was a report from Latvia and now apparently also from Germany. It was posted on Zero Hedge, which I typically actually don't read very often, but uh, but I will say that... Um, I will say that I'm pretty sh- but according to um, uh, a, after a week in which we've gone back and forth whether or not the Russians were insisting if you don't like us then you're going to have to pay for your your gas in rubles. They have a contract, the contract says you get paid in euros or dollars. You don't get paid in rubles, but of course they want to get paid in something in which that the reason that that Russia would do this is that, and, and, I, and I was trying to point this out on, on our Twitter feed, Pound KBRS, um, the reason the Russians would do this is they want to try to push back down and appreciate the ruble versus, versus the dollar and versus the euro. They are trying to find ways around the sanctions. I always thought that they were going to threaten you know, we're going to cut off your gas, we're going to cut off your gas, because that's, that's sort of an economic saber-rattling piece, which kind which makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, but I think, I think we're actually looking at a case where if, I, I'm assuming these reports are true. Um, the um, uh, Zero Hedge also reported yesterday that the amount of gas that flew, that was brought from Russia into Western Europe 
was at a peak. Uh, was the most in months uh, uh, yesterday. I'm, look, I'm looking at that piece, too. Uh, that, and that was a, from a report from uh, Sky News. Um, that, um, But they had been threatening to cut it off, and now it appears this morning they, in fact, have cut it off. I think it's uh, I, I think it's inter- interesting to me because I mean Russia really is if Russia doesn't export energy I don't think they're going to be able to make uh make much uh pay for a whole lot of uh, of their uh um military just by exporting caviar. I think they're going to have to have something there's probably something up their sleeve. They're trying to use this as a lever to get the financial sanctions to to stop. Now the question is, how quickly can we get gas? Can other parts of the world get gas and oil and energy into Europe to replace the lost the lost flow? Well, I we're probably about to find out because it sounds like that they're moving in that direction uh, as of the in the last. Uh, in the last uh, few hours, uh, this post, uh, this post that was put up, uh, uh, what the, the initial uh, tweet from Zero Hedge came last night at 9:43, and the post that's up on their site right now from 8:55 uh, this morning um, indicates that uh, uh, instead of gas supplies on uh, flowing from flowing toward Germany and the EU, now the now the uh, it's actually flowing in the opposite direction, uh, back to the, the back to the rest of the world. Now you can, looking at a chart on, that Zero Zero Hedge put up from uh, the Financial Times, there's a lot more liquid natural gas going to Europe over the last three months, in preparation for that. But the question is really, how much more can they send? And the answer is, we don't know. The impact of that in the United States is simply going to be, I expect gas prices to rise again. I expect we're going to have, I, I actually am on a radio program here in St. Cloud from uh, another station uh, on Monday morning. I'll tweet the link to you if you want to come listen to it. Um, I'm not going to announce them on a different radio. I'm not going to announce a different radio station on this radio station. I may be, I, I may have been born dumb, but I wasn't born yesterday. Um, but, uh, the uh, we so we won't do that, but I do think we'll be talking a lot more about this on Monday morning, and I think that's an important piece to get to. Gosh, this time goes fast. In fact, let me talk, let me play this little bit of of a piece. This was actually talking about this on Bloomberg Television uh, yesterday. Let's play this cut. Cut number one, please. Well, Anna, as always, it depends who you ask. But if you talk to the Germans, and yesterday they briefed this uh, call that Chancellor Schultz and uh, Vladimir Putin had on the phone, they say that the Russian president made it clear to the chancellor that nothing would change in the contracts, that Germany and the rest of European countries, by the way, not just Germany, could still continue to pay in euros. So if you ask the Germans, then that means that Russia is indeed climbing down in some of its demands. Remember, a week ago, Vladimir Putin made it clear in a very short video that from now on it would be rubles for Yes, that was a Russian policy. When you look at the Kremlin readout, however, it was very brief in detail, and it just said that the two leaders, Germany and Russia, agreed to continue doing technical work on the new systems of payments. So it sounds like they're trying to, those negotiations, there was a disagreement, and it does sound like right now um, Russia is still insisting that uh, they must use rubles to pay for it. So I, I just found that super interesting. Um, you know what? I'm going to take the break here because the last segment I need a little time to ramp through. But i got to play you this one piece that's led a, had a lot of conversation. I play a lot of Larry Summers, but the, Larry Summers was on uh, the Ezra Klein show, which is probably one of the biggest center-left podcasts in the in the country right now. And had a had a minute within it that you just have to listen to and we'll do that right after this you're listening to the king banyan show on the biz 1440 the biz 1440 kycr golden valley hi this is matt from the kingdom builders roofing spring is here 
And even though it feels more like an extended winter, we can be sure that warmer days are coming. Now that you are outside again and that old roof is free from snow and ice, you may be wondering if you should have your shingles looked at. The answer is yes. If your roof is over 20 years old, give us a call for a free, no obligation inspection. We will tell you how your roof is doing and how many years you likely have left. We look for things like thermal cracking, broken seals, or sagging shingles. And oftentimes, a quick repair could get you a few more years down the road. Now is a great time to get an honest assessment and a free estimate for your roof or gutters. Give us a call today at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. And remember, we're not salespeople, just great roofers. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, this is Randy with Arby's Computer Service. You have heard me advertise on this and other stations for years and have trusted us for your IT needs, and I thank you for that. We now have an immediate need for our network server tech in our organization. If you or someone you know has a year or more business experience supporting these environments and is looking to work for a company like ours, I would like to speak with you. We are very competitive with other large companies for pay and benefits, including health and retirement planning. But because we are smaller, our environment is friendly and more flexible than some of the larger IT companies. You can do your job and it can actually be fun doing so working for us. Call me today to determine if you have the requirements for the position so we can move forward and you can become part of our team. We can be reached at 763-441-3884 or you can email me randy at rbsmn.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. It's going to take you a little bit to get through this. This has sort of been an hour. I've tried, I, we usually try to come up with a title for the pod, for each podcast hour, and this one's a little bit harder, but it's basically going to be how economists think about taxes and inflation, I think will probably be the title, something like that. Because I've spent a lot of time talking about what's happening with the, uh, uh, you know, somebody who um, I got, I got, interested in 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 this this topic because because i keep being asked questions and i got that text from my brother-in-law and i'm like that's not the right way to think about the homestead tax um and i realized that economists just think about things a little bit differently than most folks and so i listened to a few podcasts one there's only one daily podcast i listen to now because i used to listen to all three hours of hugh hewitt and i've actually broken down i I basically watch, he's got something that's equivalent to like a 30-minute accelerated hue. Uh, and uh, I I still watch that most evenings after I get home from work. Uh, but um, in that, that window between 8 and uh, eight and 11, there's a lot of YouTubing that goes on in my house. But I don't think we watch a whole lot of uh, other things. Um, uh, I was going to say... Uh, if any, if, if you're in, interested in this kind of thing, uh, I am watching the, I think it's on Apple plus, uh, but we crashed. If anyone's seen it, it's the story of WeWork. Um, it's remarkable. Uh, I'll just say, but, uh, any, anyway, I encourage, I encourage you to do that. So anyway, let me get to this point. 
So on Wednesday, I was listening. The one I listen to over lunchtime is typically the commentary podcast because they usually do this after the morning news is out. So I get to sort of grasp the morning news. And I'm a big fan of John Podhartz. I, I just am. I, I, I love commentary. I love Podhartz. Um, I, I, I was reading neocon, neoconservative literature even when I was in grad school. And, I, and to me, John still carries, carries the flame for that. So I, I read a lot. I listen, to, I listen to that a lot. He had Yuval Levin on. Yuval Levin is this wonderful uh, scholar at the American Enterprise Institute. Uh, um, and uh, they were talking about this podcast between Ezra Klein of the New York Times, uh, who is the originator of the Vox blog that eventually bought for millions, tens of millions of dollars. Uh, by the New York Times, and they brought Ezra Klein in house. And in the process of bringing him in house, they actually created this. They, they they created him this podcast. He has Larry Summers on, and I've had Larry Summers pieces on the show, but usually in the terms of barking about how bad Federal Reserve policy is. And what I appreciated about this is this: Ezra Klein is a is. I would argue progressive. I don't think he's just a, a, a liberal. I think he's a member of the left. Um, he's not. He's not as far radical as some folks, but he's pretty far out there. Larry Summers worked for the Clinton administration first. You know, eventually as the Treasury Secretary. Um, af- after Bob Rubin left, uh, Summers had the job. Became the president of Harvard. Uh, but is a long-time, uh, long-time economist who's written in in the in the mainstream of of economic thought. I'll say Paul Krugman before he went to the New York Times, I would have described it exactly the same way. And I still think Paul Krugman has the capacity to be an excellent economist, but lets his lets his role at the New York Times get in the way. He wants to be provocative. He wants eyeballs. I'm not sure if Larry Summers cares about that stuff or not. I don't know. I but I will say this one more thing before I start before I take you through these two clips. I'm just going to play a minute of that podcast. Larry Summers is well known for a guy who who to be polite doesn't suffer fools gladly. If you are if you are mistaken about something and and it's it's how economists are generally. If you sit in one of our seminars, You'll think we hate each other and we're the we're mean and cruel and we're you know we're just not you know we're just we're just awful human beings to each other in a seminar room. And what you don't typically see is that after the seminar's over, they're all outside having wine and cheese and and chatting like they're old friends. It's sort of it's sort of a tradition that's handed down. It's not just the University of Chicago, but University of Chicago's economic seminars. We're well known for having sharp, sharp elbows. I want you to listen to how Larry Summers tries to explain inflation to Ezra Klein. So Ezra Klein says, hey, there's supply side inflation, there's demand side inflation, and maybe we got it wrong in terms of which side's going on and which is not. I want you to listen to how Larry Summers explains this because it reveals he's not a guy who thinks like you and I think. He's not... He's still a very traditional and a very Keynesian kind of economist. I want you to listen to this. Cut number six, please. I think that's right in part, but I think it restates what I think is a bit of a popular confusion in the following sense. Supply is what it is. Monetary policy can't change it. Fiscal policy can't change it, except in the long run. And so given what supply is, It's the task of demand to balance supply. And if demand is greater than supply, then you're going to have excess inflation and you're going to have the problems of financial excess. Now, the part that that reveals himself is is when he says the role of demand management. Now, you and I. Those who listen to the King Banyan show for a long time will know King Banyan is not down with demand management. I like simple rules for monetary policy. I like I like budgets that balance. I mean, in the long run, 
And I want fiscal policy, I want monetary policy to follow simple rules like the Taylor rule. He's not discuss. I mean, the Taylor rule potentially could fit into his description of demand management, but it doesn't necessarily. And I think of this as being, so he's giving you, but this, what he's just said, this is a traditional lesson that every one of our students would get in a principal's class. Supply is, he basically says supply is fixed, okay? If you think about, if you think about a supply and demand curve, he's describing a supply curve that is at least in the short run vertical. He talks about how fiscal policy might change a little bit, but in the long run, and we don't need to get into that. But he's explained this as a very simple view of the world that we teach all our students and yet they don't seem to pick up on it. And so he's helping, he's helping uh, 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 Ezra kind of see it now. Let's go ahead and play this last cut, num- cut number seven, please. So the job of the demand managers, principally the Fed, is to judge what supply is and calibrate appropriately. It's not an excuse for inflation to blame it on supply. It's a reality in the environment that you have to deal with. If you are the person who is, if you are the Fed, and we'll, we'll focus on that. If you are the Fed and you decide your job is to do demand management, and you think the supply curve is vertical, then they only have one task. The unemployment rate is whatever the unemployment rate is. Your task is to make sure that you keep the price level stable. Okay? And whatever that interest rate is, it's fine. But you can't blame the target for moving. If your job is to hit the target, your job is to hit the target. If the target moves, you have you have to move with it. Rather than it's like, dang it, the target moved. And keep shooting your arrow at where the target used to be. That's his argument. And it is a very traditional argument. It's one that even my first year students would understand. And they would get, and, and that, is, that is a very Keynesian view of how the world works. So even Keynesians, like Larry Summers, believe that the Fed is a bit out of control. We'll go back to hitting the Fed a little bit more next week, but it's been a good job Saturday, right? And, you know, and, and the, the moral of the story here is reality is not optional, and, and we'll be watching particularly the reality happening in Europe with, uh, with the gas pipelines here uh, over the weekend. And we'll be back with you next week with another edition of the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening. The Bell Squad Radio Show airs every Sunday from 11 to noon on The Biz 1440. They address today's mortgage loan process and how to navigate through a highly competitive market. The Bell Squad team with Bell Bank Mortgage is paying it forward and giving back to the community. Experienced lenders with the Bell Squad will talk with local professionals from a variety of industries highlighting local businesses and communities. Join the squad Sundays at 11 a.m. on The Biz 1440. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines.
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh, Rack Shack barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.